Hey, Feral Audio consumer, did you know Feral Audio's got a new survey? Hey, I am a Feral Audio consumer, even though you're not talking about that, and I didn't know that. I am talking about that. Man, we're on a mission to get to know our listeners a little better, and that means you. So basically, these surveys, they kind of help us get information about what you like, right? I guess so. Your participation in these surveys it, uh, makes a difference for everyone making podcasts at Feral. It's a super easy way to support the shows you love. Um, so we appreciate you helping out. I mean, I'll say I don't, I, I, but that's just me. I don't like the idea of, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't mind the idea of a survey. Right. Please feel free to let someone at Farrell know that you wish I lost weight. I, you can seriously in advance go fuck yourself. Not, I don't think these are the survey questions. Okay. No, no I, I imagine it's more like, who are you? Like, like what if we find out that there's like, you know, a bunch of asexual listeners, you know, and right. that, and that the, they in particular don't have, uh, uh, they don't feel feel like they have a their point of view represented like the great thing about podcasting networks is like it's very low overhead to create a podcast so this survey is a great first step to to, to help us build a better feral audio that that includes like if representation is your jam or it just like your interests you know are you, right uh, are you into football would you never for instance ever buy a football app if it was advertised to you, is that not helpful to you? Right, right. We can we can tailor make connections between audiences and, right. and, and, and the advertising. This survey is going to exactly help out those kinds of issues because we don't know you don't like football. Um, you can find the survey at feralaudio.com slash survey. That's feralaudio.com slash survey. You're helping yourselves. The Feral Audio, the Feral Audio survey. You'll float too. <laughs> today's episode is brought to you by last rampage the new true crime film starring robert patrick heather graham and bruce davison and we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie so uh, my name is alvaro rodriguez i'm the screenwriter for the last rampage as a writer to me I'm less interested in genre and more interested in character. And, you know, I've written in a lot of different genres, you know, um, you know kind of horror genre, thriller, or action movie, or kids movie, or, you know, different kinds of things. And it was always more, I was always more interested in character and hadn't really quite done something like this before, but was just uh, really drawn to this idea of, um, of a guy like Gary Tyson who, you know, had been in and out of institutions from the time he was, you know, a kid um, and uh, and having sort of raised three sons from behind bars uh, and how these three sons kind of grew up in the church of Gary and thinking that their father had been, you know, unjustly accused and unjustly convicted and all of this stuff that they were getting fed um, from their mom, Dorothy, who's played in the film by Heather Graham. So to me, it was just, I was interested in telling that kind of a story, telling a family story. You know, to me, the most interesting stories are family-centered in, in some way. You know, they're elemental stories. They're stories that um, go back to, you know, to the most intimate and elemental parts of ourselves. So the idea of fathers and sons, you know, there's a line in the script about, in the movie about that, um, you know, where Gary tells his oldest son, you know, Donnie, there's only one law you got to worry about, you know, and that's a law of fathers over sons. And the only way you're going to, you know, 
get past that is, you know, by this, you know, by dying, basically. But kind of threatens him a little bit. But um, so that was really, you know, the touchstone for me, uh, trying to figure out how to tell that story. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit truecrimelive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at Last Rampage Film or on facebook.com slash lastrampagefilm. Down Comics in Hollywood, California. From the Kodak Theater in Hollywood and the 174th Annual Academy Awards, this is Harmontown. Harmontown is once again in session. Please welcome the chairman of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences and the mayor of Harmontown, Dan Harmon. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. It's Oscar night. It's not. Uh, you shouldn't be expected to be here, and you're you're heroic for being here. We, we have a we have a heroically medium sized audience. Yeah. Are the are the Oscars still going on right now? Do we? I saw seventeen uh, fat guys in tuxedos walking down the road, <laughs> which means it, it just let out, or they just said fuck it. Well, those guys, yeah, they're done. Like, yeah. the uh, the award for best fat guy. Uh, they're like, fuck it. Uh, but there's probably still a couple as we're up here on stage right now. Are, probably... they, are they currently running right now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do, do we know any biggies? Can we spo- I mean, I, I, I won't watch it. Uh, do we Who know? wants to be our live... Uh... All right, Tyler. Tyler. Tyler's put up with a, some his fair share of shit. He's always got his iPhone. Uh, Tyler, uh, get out your Oscar app and let us know when when the best director, best movie, yeah, as they come in. Oh, what a fucking! I'm glad. I'm so glad I missed the in memoriam uh, this this year. That that's something I missed because what a fucking. I, uh, okay, so let's start with that. Let's start with this really sad shit. Um, Harold Ramis uh, uh, has yeah. has shuffled. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, you guys didn't do anything wrong. I just think that's a funny way to to mourn. Uh, I, I think I think that was just polite. No, uh, I know, I know, I know. Groaning. They didn't do anything wrong. It's just funny how we sound. It's funny how we behave. I I I never met Harold Ramis. I don't. I don't. I don't. I. I this is nothing. I. I. I uh, family members of mine have died that I have not. I just Asperger it out. Like I don't, I don't fucking care. Like I have talked to grandfathers on the phone the night before they went into surgery that they may or may not survive, and I have talked to them and gone, "Good luck in that surgery," and found out they didn't make it, and was like, "Well," eh. and that's just a fact. Laid up against the fact that I was when when I found out through Twitter that Harold Ramis died. I my knees buckled and I sat on a piece of flagstone on a sidewalk in Burbank 
and I know that this is all about me. I'm not. I, I know because I don't. I don't know this person. He's a celebrity. He's a stranger, but he was an important celebrity to me and to so many people. And I, I wept publicly. I, not publicly, like I was performing. <laughs> I, I wept in public. I wept on a sidewalk in Burbank, tears running down my face for about 15 minutes. I was late to my next appointment. You hear that, Harold Ramis? <laughs> so you felt more connected to a person that you never met than, than to grandfathers. Yeah. You, you and had I met. don't know. I think it's important. Uh, what, the important thing about that is that when people die, when celebrities die especially, they, they're symbolic. They spend their lives symbolically. Their deaths are symbolic too. As a writer, most of my heroes I choose very well because they commit suicide, and you don't you don't mourn them. They they mourn themselves, and then they kill themselves. I my heroes, Spalding Gray, Hunter Thompson, like they they do themselves in one way or another. And in fact, Philip Seymour Hoffman like like fits into that category in a small way. Like the people that are really passionate, people that really like they're incredible. Yeah, they leave too soon, but there's something comforting about or something that you don't have to deal with because if they if they pursue this sort of brightly lit path. Uh Harold Ramis was not going down that path. 69 is too young to die for a man who wrote Truly, like where were every you? comedy you, that we. Uh, I, I remember being in the theater for uh, Ghostbusters. Do you remember where you yes, were? Yes, what? yes, yes. Uh, Mike Olenberg's twelfth birthday. We went to see Ghostbusters, uh, and, and and I had no idea back then. You would in Milwaukee. There was no internet or anything. You'd but see you were it. what ten, eleven? You, you must have been yeah, younger. eleven or something like yeah. that. You'd go to see. You'd see a poster outside to see a bunch of guys with some Ghostbuster clothes on. You go in. You pay your ticket. You sit there. I, I, uh, unbelievable. But I mean, talk about Groundhog Day, Caddyshack, Caddyshack everything. Caddyshack, motherfucker. Uh, it, it, it just, it, the, the, the Meat list. Balls, yeah. Uh, he, his, he, you don't want to. You don't want to defile anybody's memory by comparing them to people, but the the extent to which we mourned John Hughes, like that means that we have to really observe the incredible vacuum that is left by Harold Ramis, uh, because his movies were the 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 we we quote them always, like we we, we all of his jokes, all of his dialogue, and yet. You can't find a movie that he ever wrote that that had any toxicity to it. There was never any some, – some of them were sillier than others. Some of them were dumb. But in every single one of them, the people that were heroes were the people that were underestimated. They were, they were people that they – were, they were people versus the system. And I, I think the thing that made me really start weeping on, the, on a sidewalk in Burbank was – I, it, was, it was it was totally narcissistic because I never even thought about it, and I think that's a beauty. It's, a, it's a, such a testament to his work is that he just fit like a brick into a wall of of, of all of our lives. He was just and then and then only when it comes out do you realize what's missing, and only only when you think about what that means to you do you realize something that you were holding on to. In my case, I was I was holding on to this idea that that the good guys could live forever. And I didn't count myself among them. I didn't. I figured I would be one of those other guys. 
But I also thought that the good guys could live for at least a hundred years, or, you know, if not forever. I thought that I thought that the guys that just made you feel good, I thought that they could earn their way to some form of immortality or super mortality. And it's weird at 69 for somebody uh, of that caliber to die. Uh, anyway, so, so, I, so I sat on a fucking like sidewalk. I, I don't know of any celebrity that ever died that I ever wept for. And I'm, I'm crying now talking about it. It's, uh, and it's all personal. It's all weird. It, you, you, for, 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 for some cosmic mother to come to you and say to you, you can't have that blanket anymore. And take it away, and for you to suddenly realize there was a blanket there. I never knew I had it. I didn't know. I didn't know that I thought that you could write your way around death. I didn't know that I thought that Harold Ramis was going to live forever, and then and then he was gone. It was, it it, it was a uh, it was a gust of of air, horrible, like yeah. weird narcissistic fit that I had outside I, some I, hat shop. I'm afraid to even like. Like like you like like your eyes are red and watery like I, I if I start talking about it I, I I may cry for the same reason you're saying and also like people that I look up to I didn't realize like you looked looked up to him the eulogies he got are unlike anybody's I've ever like like there was a, there was a certain kind of eulogizing that went on for Harold where people were like like he like he affected people in a very specific way like it's really really uh sad but that he did achieve more immortality in that sense you know well of course yeah but that's you know <laughs> we, we we want him to taste waffles for 40 extra years like he did I, I i thought that he would outlive me i didn't know that i thought that i thought that when i died the world i left would have harold an old harold ramus in it i really did i didn't know that i thought that but i i really thought that and it's it's a it's an odd it's a strange thing. You you guys are 25 and it it, it it you you've you've got your Jared Leto and you should hang on to him. But what what if the world takes him tomorrow? <laughs> what, what, what if what if the world did? And this this podcast drops moments before. Yeah. Jared Jared Leto began tonight's Oscars. In an amazing fashion, it was. Uh... I, I went to an Academy Awards once. I was getting. If I told the story, I got. I was getting my hair cut like years ago. Well, it would have been the one where Holly Berry won Best Actress, and Sidney Poitier was there. And I think it was right after nine eleven. Yes, two thousand one, two thousand two. Yeah, whatever the one, the Academy Awards right after the, the planes hit the buildings. And oh, that was nine eleven. <laughs> The, the Academy Awards weren't on 9 11. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Sorry, I, you were trying to remember a date and you were. I was like, can I help? So I was, I was going to. I hope I haven't told this story before. I was going to get my hair cut, and I, I, as I'm walking up to the back door of the, of the place to get my hair cut for many years, I realized, oh, it's Sunday. Like, this guy's not even open on Sunday. What the fuck am I thinking? And also, why, why am I walking up without, without an appointment? Uh, and I walk in, and, I, and as I'm walking, they're like, oh, it's Sunday, he won't be open. But the door is open, and it's uh, my friend Bob, this uh, stylist, and he's there. And it, he's cutting one woman's hair, and she has two gowns hung next to her where she's getting her hair cut. One beautiful white gown, and one beautiful black gown, and she's getting a haircut. And I've never seen these two before. I've never seen this woman before. And I go, oh, Bob, I'm sorry. Like, it's not only Sunday, it's Academy Awards Sunday. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. He goes, Jeff, hang on. 
And the woman whispers something in his ear. And he goes, Jeff, what are you doing tonight? And I go, nothing. He goes, do you want to go to the Academy Awards? <laughs> I, 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 I was like, what? He goes, her date just backed out. She has no date. And she was, uh, I won't give the specifics. She, was, uh, she had been nominated for an award as a, uh, a technical Academy Award for a film in the 90s. So she's allowed to go to the Academy Awards. If I say the movie, you'll be able to triangulate who she is, and I won't be able to talk shit about her for the rest of the story. She did all the props for nine and a half weeks. She was the reason why you feel like that's Mickey Rooney's come. It was Mickey lady. Rooney. Mickey, Mickey Rourke. Yeah. The reason why you feel like Mickey Rourke's come is Mickey because Rooney. It was Mickey Rooney. It's because it's actually Mickey Rooney. They were, there, there was a woman. This a, woman was a, in a charge prop, of milking a, him, a Mickey, milking business. Mickey Rooney, yeah. coaxing Mickey Rooney's eighty-year-old come out of him. That was an important part of that film. Yeah. It was like, oh yeah, Mickey Rourke. I'm sure and, it's, sure it's going to be white and frothy. It had it, to, it's so jaundiced. It and, had to and, be uh, like, like semi-transparent. No, it, it had to be Mickey Rooney's come because only Mickey Rooney's come sparkle like that yeah. with uh, the sparkles of showbiz yeah, yeah. I, I, on 35 millimeter no cum sparkles like old Mickey Rooney 80 year old cum so I, I went, I, I went with her and she got drunk she got so drunk I was embarrassed and she tried to schmooze everybody it was the fucking worst night however it was the Oscars where uh, Woody Allen was there and Sidney Poitier was there and like I just cried the whole goddamn time because it was so it was so amazing and also the in memoriam thing always gets you but like you said, this one would have been a, this one would have been a real railroad train for two reasons I can name. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about these electricians that died, but uh, uh, who, I, who I know did, that. Uh, anyone yeah. in the crowd know who else would have been a, like Shirley Temple? Shirley Temple died this yeah, year. Yeah. Sid Caesar. Sid Caesar, Sid Caesar died. Yes. Jesus Christ on a cracker. Sid Caesar. Okay, so I wanted to do this thing tonight. I was just thinking the green right before we went on. I don't know how this will work. But uh, well, let me let me explain that later, actually, because once I explain it, we'll start doing it. But let me let me see if there's anything. Have you guys ever watched uh, Youngsters in the Crowd? Have you guys watched Sid Caesar's Your Show of Shows? Yes. Yeah, like that to me. Like I was on a tour bus. The guy that said yes was so old. You could tell from his voice. (laughs) At least twenty nine. Yes. That was was Carl Reiner. I drink wine out of a box. Uh. But that shit is funny. That like Sid Caesar. Oh my lord! And also, people ask like, who are the funniest women you know? Like for me, Imogene Coca. I don't know if you guys don't know her. We know her as the uh, as grandma on uh, like vacation uh, with 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 your pal Chevy. But uh, Sid Caesar, your show of shows. Holy smoke! That yeah, funny. everybody watch it. Download the hollow tapes uh, and watch it. All right. So here comes the. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. I did, I wasn't. You, you got better things to do. Yeah. Well, well I want. I, I do. You're still crying. You're still crying. I'm about still Harold. crying about Harold Remus, and you're fucking talking about Imogene Coca. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I'm not. I, you, you've never cried about another star passing before Harold Remus. Now, I was, I, I, I got bent out of shape about, uh, uh, Spalding Gray, and I got bent out of shape about Hunter S. Thompson. But the reason I got bent out of shape is that I felt like, at the risk of sounding incredibly pres- presumptuous, I, I, and not because I equate myself with these men, uh, but because I feel a certain relationship to them. I feel like maybe I'm a certain subbreed of the human species. I feel like there's a confirmation there when these guys do, 
yeah, there's just a part of you that thinks like, what is this sickness called life? And how do you, how do you get out of it? How do you cure it? And I, the, the, the guys that you really look up to when they, when they take that way out, I just, you know, I don't want to hear, you know, bums me out. All right. Uh, but, but you don't have to mourn because they fucking took off. They said goodbye. Like those are the friends I like. I, I like an Irish goodbye, but 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 Harold Ramis too young, didn't, too, didn't too Hunt, friendly. Didn't Hunter did the thing where he killed himself, but also like in the, in the kitchen where his family had to fucking scoop him up and shit. Like like, yeah. don't do that. If you're gonna blow your brains out, like do it in a fucking like in a, in a plastic lined room with <laughs> a, te- a team of professionals get to clean you up before your fucking daughter comes home. All right. Anyways, uh, all right. So a, cu- a couple quick things before I I, I want to do an experiment tonight. I don't know if it'll work at all, but it's Oscar night. Uh, I did, I did this. I went in. Did I tell you guys I was gonna, I'm gonna, I did this. I went in and did the D&D, uh, book on tape thing. Yeah. I did it. Yeah. I went into a little booth and I read a, a story from the point of view of Diz Dorden, a famous dark elf from the underworld who walks the surface world, uh, uh, and who, and who, uh, doesn't want to be like other drow, uh, and, and is like, seems like kind of a Vulcan character and he has little adventures and, I'm him reading the story. And then, and then part of the story, he runs into a goblin and the engineer told me, he's like, you just go in and the engineer goes, look, here's, if you, you run into a word, you don't know how to say it. I'll, I'll pull up a thing. There's like a recording of a guy. So you go like, I, I went through the halls of myth. All right, fuck it. And then the, and then you're just hearing your headphones. Mithralerdor. <laughs> I went through the halls of Mithralerdor and I did the thing. Uh, but then, but then a guy also said like, you know, you might encounter a goblin or two. Uh, you don't have to get too fancy. I know, I knew what he meant. I, I knew, I knew that Ice-T and David Duchovny probably fucking put too much mustard on it when they ran into a goblin. I knew what he meant. I was like, I don't want to do that. I, I can imagine David Duchovny like mustering a fucking goblin, but I'm... You mean David Duchovny, right? David Duchovny, motherfucking Duchovny! Uh, who we still, I mean, maybe, who knows? Can we get him over here? Uh, but I, uh, uh, get Duchovny on Harmontown. But I just found myself naturally, I was reading the story and I was into the story and I was like, I, I pulled my bowstring back tight. The goblin looked at me, his leathery lips hissing in the white uh, Middle Earth sun. <laughs> Please, oh master! Like, that's the voice I did. I did kind of a, what are you, I mean, what are you gonna do? And the engineer was like, nice. Uh, he, <laughs> He was into it, and I, I I went through the whole thing. It was like fifty-two pages. I did it in a couple hours, probably buck twenty. And uh, he said I was the best. <laughs> he said because I understood the story. <laughs> so I just picture Ice T being like, "I was oh, all right, so go across the river. The my spirit animal followed me." What? I don't know. Fucking this shit doesn't track. <laughs> and, but I was like into it because where's I would, the story I go, structure? I, I, I attack, where's the meeting I with the goddess? The, the Feld ogre, and then I, and then I would go back, and he was like, "No, it was fine." I said, "No, but the Feld ogre is a different ogre. I should have stressed Feld." <laughs> but was the Feld ogre? I, I I can see in my head. I know where which ogre is where. So when you so when you buy that story from Audible.com, what's the story called? <laughs> I don't know, days and nights of a fucking dark elf. I don't know. Uh, the, the the white Middle Earth sun. Is that... <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, this this character Drizd Drizd Doerden. He's like apparently the most written about D and D character. I don't know. Yeah. 
And, and, and I, well, we talked about this. Like, Will Wheaton and David Duchovny do all this shit? I feel like I'm is doing there any a commercial chance, now. Any, any chance that they would have to do pickups where you and Ice-T and Duchovny would be in the same booth? We all together? have to come in? Yeah. That would be the amazing thing if, if Ice-T would play some of the ogres or the farmers. Yeah, that's like, how you do hey, it. Hey, we're looking for these ogres. And uh, I, I, I drew my bowstring back. Why are you drawing it back now? Because uh, it's because it's got a plus two. Under normal conditions? Or do you have to save versus ogre enchantment? Good point. Good point. In uh, my like, largest fantasies, uh, Spencer is the, D- the dungeon master, and you, Duchovny, and Ice T are on a campaign together. That, that would be, yeah. I mean, that would be a fucking doozy. Yeah. Because Ice T would be like, I drop my bowstring back, and Spencer, would, well, you don't have a bow. Well, you, what the oh, fuck is? <laughs> Yeah. He goes, well, like Spencer would just dispense. Like, I mean, he'd like start rifling through my shit, like it'd be like, I, and I'd go, like, I'd catch him, and he'd go, it's not, it, you know, it's not business, it's personal or whatever he'd say. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, so one more piece of celebrity gossip: Stephen Colbert loves Community. I just wanted to tell you that. Uh, all right, who cares? He didn't say he loves Harmontown, so what do we? What do we? What do we yeah, care? fuck him. Dino went to New York. He hung out with his old buddies, Louis C.K. and Stephen Colbert. Yeah, I texted Dino Stamatopoulos, and I said, are you back in town yet? He goes, no. He goes, but I am going to the Russian Tea Room right now to have uh, dinner with Colbert. And it was right at the time, like it was mid-afternoon here, which means Colbert had just taped. And they met at the, at the Russian Tea Room. And sat down like yeah. my dinner with Andre. And Dino got to have a real Liam Neeson taken father fantasy because his daughter, who is now, what, 15, 16, which is a, a, weird that she's old enough now to be a Colbert fan, that he took her to see Colbert. And that uh, during the warm-up, uh, Colbert, somebody, some, some snarky gentleman said, like, do you love me more than anything or something? And Colbert said, no, I love this guy more than anything and pointed at Dino and then started telling stories about Dino in front of his daughter, who clearly, who is obligated to hate him, you know, but, but who is a big fan of Colbert and is kind of, you know, that's a, that's a cool story for a dad of a teenage daughter. Uh, all right. Anyways, uh, what do you guys care? What the fuck do you care? So, so it's, it's Oscar night. It's Oscar night. D- Tyler, yeah, Tyler, Oscar update. Uh, John Ridley wins Best Death Screenplay for 12 Years a Slave. All right, Best Screenplay, but 12 Years a Slave. Best Adapted Screenplay. Uh, Spike uh, Jones won Best Screenplay. Yeah. Sweet! Fucking, that's Good. great. Spike Jones. Spike Jones for her. That, that, I, I, I haven't seen but half of the, of the nominated like major features. I really liked her. I thought that was... It's I, fantastic. Yeah. You know the great thing? The fucking Oscars, they let you down every year. It's just a pageant of goddamn garbage bullshit. But the category of Best Original Screenplay, like it's never... I, 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 I have never had a problem with it. Like, like, like it, it always is actually the best original screenplay. Because at least the, the one that was nominated. Because that's the award that you're uh, only going to win, probably. Like, like, no, you, no, you, I'm going to adapt. I'm going to adapt your your life. <laughs> but I, I haven't written my it's life. It's going to be called 12 Years of Fuck, uh, fuck Face. I don't know when we became 12. an old... <laughs> Such an old school comedy team. <laughs> Twelve years of fuckface. <laughs> All right, we we were having drinks at the drawing room earlier. Yes, we were. You, that's part of the thing is that it's Oscar Day and we were we've been drinking since. No, but I, I took but a big nap, so I'm fine now. But don't like, so I, did I. But, 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 but you, I was I was awakened from my slumber by Jared Leto. <laughs> by, Jared, like in the in the house. <laughs> well, well, basically, like I, I passed out on my bed. Aaron was having a couple people over for Oscars. So the t- it's, t- it's playing in the other room. 
Jared Leto wins for best whatever uh, an adaptation of a, adaptation of a person. Okay, best adaptation of an actor. Uh, so his speech, like very, it's just very tempered, sapphire eyes, it's beautifully sculpted eyebrows, it's wonderful flowing long river runs through it. Hair. Were you, were you awake during this? Or was this no, I just I, well, I, this is what I see in my dreams. But I, I, I was stirred because I was laying. I'm just I'm just hearing Oscar tripe. I don't care. And I, and then he go because he goes like, thank you so much. This award is important, and it's heavy in my hand, and it's great. It's a wonderful award for its heaviness. And then he, and then he changes gears. He, he shifts down his pelvis, and he goes, you know, in 1971, there was a thing that happened. And I'm, I'm like, my ears perk up in my sleep, because I'm like, okay, here comes the AIDS. Here comes the, here comes the Argentina. I don't know what. Something worthwhile, I'm sure. <laughs> 1971, this thing, blah, blah, blah. He keeps talking and talking and talking, and I slowly realize, 1971, he's talking about himself, the creation of himself, his own birth. <laughs> I'm not kidding. In 1971, a woman, was, a woman was admitted to the hospital. She had pains in her stomach. Oh, and no! The contractions were getting more and more severe, and she slowly, her vagina thrust a naked young man into the world. He didn't know what befell him. Are you fucking He didn't know what was along his path. Uh, but tonight is the end of that path, and I hold the gold, and I'm all the motherfucker. No, I'm, I'm making all of that up. But, okay, well. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to get married. I'm that's... just saying, for real, he, he shifted gears and said, in 1971, and he, wasn't, he didn't then go on to talk about the Spanish Civil War or something. Yeah. He didn't go on which to talk was, about... Which was 30 years before that. I knew, I knew you'd call me on that. <laughs> He's talking about his own birth. So I was like, for, I bolted up because I was like... And, and, and at some point he was like, and then it's, a, it's good to win this Oscar and it's great and my brother's out there and 30 seconds to Mars and it's great. He plugged his band! <laughs> no. He plugged his band. I, there's only one thing I like about this story is that he's older than me. <laughs> that's what it's no, that's the other thing. I bolted up. I was like, he's 43? <laughs> Fuck it. The world's my oyster. This guy's handsome. And, and Aaron, Aaron put, kept putting her hand on my arm, like, drink more water. Like, 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 like just like, you could, you, yeah. You could exactly. Yeah, you you could still it. do it. Uh, <laughs> do some crunches. Holy fuck. Uh, but he, it was a, like, like as, as far as Oscar speeches, uh, you know, you got Jared Leto o was the opener. They've they've done a, a healthy restructuring where they they throw you a bone. They give you the actors at the top of the show yeah, now. They start off with the biggies, and then at the end, toward the end of the show, right before I got in my car, what's her name from Twelve Years a Slave? The girl who played Patsy. I don't know her. Uh, the actress. Tyler. Name. What's her name? <sighs> Hard name. Crazy name. It's got an ad. Lupita. Fernet Fernet Branca won for best supporting actress. It was it was an intensely beautiful, perfect four point landing speech. Can you can, like, we, can we can you we hear your impression of her speech? Oh, she said something like she. I mean, I honestly more way more articulately than I could have ever put it. She said uh, something to the effect of, uh, uh, "We win these awards for." Portraying people who went through a lot of fucking pain. I, I she, she said it really beautifully, uh, uh, and, and 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 just it was a really really good speech. It, it didn't go egregiously actory. Uh, let's let's think about what's going on in the Sudan or anything like that. But it was absolutely about 
you know, like, 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 if it was, it was, it was good. It was a nice sandwich of like, those are good acceptance speeches. Whatever you think about, like, uh, like these movies, whatever you think about this pageantry, and who knows, like, like, uh, I'm on your side if you think it's all a bunch of horse shit. However, <laughs> we, we, we all have this fantasy of, of, because we really do. And that's what propels this thing, like this, this telecast, this idea. It, it, this idea that we're one day going to actually be called up onto a stage and being given an award and get to do this thing called an acceptance speech and that we're going to either nail it or or not nail it. Have you fantasized? You, you gave an Emmy acceptance speech. Have you fantasized about it? Yeah, and I kind of harmoned it. You know, like I, yeah. I, uh, for those of you who don't know, I won an Emmy for writing the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> for writing great. the Oscars. <laughs> he wrote the whole Oscars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, n- never make the mistake of asking me if I've ever been to the Oscars because I'll get to say, oh, yeah, yeah, I've been to the Oscars so much I won an Emmy for it. Uh, and th- my favorite thing about that is you saying, like, uh, Dan went and he won an Oscar, or won an Emmy for writing the opening to the Oscars for Hugh Jackman, and he uh, accepted the award, and he said, uh, my acceptance speech for the, uh, the Emmy for writing the Oscars is nominated for a Tony. Yeah, <laughs> Because it's a live performance, people liked it a lot. <laughs> if the governor's ball is any indication, I had a lot of famous people coming up to me going, you're fucking awesome. I was like, ah, thanks, famous guy. <laughs> uh, I still got it, or I now have it. I don't know. Uh, anyways, I, was, I, don't know, I don't know what we can do with this, but we, we obviously have a lot of like, uh, wonderful people here, and they all came here instead of watching the end of the Oscars. I I, I, I I don't know how to turn this into a game or a contest or something, but I thought we could do something where we could have people come up and and I'm, and and not try to be funny, like not try to be ironic, but really actually try as hard as they can to give a real like 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 a really good acceptance speech. Right. What what if you came up with categories and see like like if you named a category and see if somebody would like to win the award for that category. Or ask somebody what category they would like to win. Right, for. ask them what the, I think. So we'll start with that. Like, what, we'll, we'll ask people what category they'd like to win an award for. An Academy Award for. And then we'll, yeah. Right. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So let's go. We got our usual suspects up here. I don't think we should exclude them, but also, uh, I don't know how to do this. How do you, how do you initiate this? I would say you open the bidding with a certain category and start not with, not with the, like the big, you know, five or six categories, maybe like, you know, best uh, foreign feature animated. <laughs> you think that's I, someone's I, ambition? <laughs> Does anybody here have a weird uh, category that they, 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 they like, like other than best actor? I almost feel like you have to foist play. it on people. Best best boy. Sound design. You, you really want to win for best sound design yeah, sometime? Okay. You, you, and the winner for best. Oh wait 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 wait. Uh, Joe, okay. Oh, shit. Well, get, well, no. Let's give him a little bit of lead up. I, I, uh, what, what, what's your name? My name is Sam. Sam, can I can I get your last name? Or you? Yeah, no, it's cool. My last name is Botstein. Sam Botstein. Yeah. Okay, Sam Botstein. So we'll 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 make up some other nominees and. Uh, Okay, and then you so then you come up and like really honestly like your job isn't to be funny if they're not laughing like 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 honestly just just like really from the heart like what you think like a good acceptance speech would be we're not gonna yeah that's it that's that, we'll, we're gonna do a bunch of them and you'll be the first and you'll be you'll be great uh, uh, all right so uh, so uh, here presenting the award uh, uh, hello uh, uh, Jared Leto <laughs> uh, hi. <laughs> 
no, we're, we're doing, we're doing the, the, the celebrity, oh, the, celebrity the, banter. Yeah. Who am I? Oh, hey, Dudley. Uh... <laughs> D- Dudley Moore's ghost? <laughs> Uh, yes, it's, 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 it's good to not, not be dead. <laughs> uh, you know, Jared, I, I liked your speech earlier. It's uh, very interesting about your passage through your mother's birth canal. Thank you. Sound design is a crap. Wait, what was it? Sound design. Sound without sound design, sound would be undesigned. I just made a, a fart sound right there. <laughs> But that fart sound was designed by some of the wizards, electricians, and sorcerers. The nominees for best sound design in a motion picture are... Uh, fr- Franklin J- J- Johansson for 1,200 feet above the sea. Do you hear that? We're 1,200 feet above the sea! <laughs> Sydney John San Francisco for Space Nugget. Hold my hand! I can't hold your hand! Charlotte, Charlotte Fan Jr. for Spooky House. Did you hear that? No. Ooh. <laughs> oh shit, run! And Sam Botstein. Sam Botstein for for plywood memories. <laughs> Keep prying it away. I can't. I can't. It's 1820. You little piece of shit. You're starving. <laughs> yeah, you did it. And the yeah. winner. And the winner for best sound design in a motion picture is. Oh my god! Sam Botstein for Planet Merit! Wow. Wow. Wow, it's really an honor to be chosen from such amazing nominees working on such amazing movies like Space Nugget. And, uh, um, you know, I really have to thank everyone for giving me the opportunity to um, work on this film. Uh, plywood memories? Plywood memories. Um, you know, in a world where we're used to just hearing the same thing over and over again, especially when you're watching something about plywood, um, you know, it's just really an honor to, you know, have anyone trust me with their film about plywood and, you know, just, you know, trust me to make it come to life. And uh, thank you, everyone, for giving me this opportunity, and my mo- parents, my mother and father, and everyone for really believing in me. Thank you. Good night. It's good. You can keep. You know what? Keep it. <laughs> Let's do another one. Yeah. Huh. Mostly, I think I think we're going to delight in your. Uh, <laughs> Overshadow with my amazing improv, but and your fake nominees. But yeah, I, I may have a few uh, surprises for us. Uh, all right, how, how do, and now look, name a category. Like, let's, like, like, or should we? Should we open? Should we say? Does anybody else want to? Uh, like, if their pie in the sky dream would be to win for a, a, a more, like. Yeah, like I feel a, like we should make them up too. A though. specific category. Like, 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 like I want to know what I want to know what beefcake, beefcake Bill, <laughs> beefcake Bill. He's, he's gone to beefcake. Yeah, he's, 
he's, he's endured a lot. He's Beefcake yeah. Bill. I think if, if we do enough shows, I'll end up as SpongeBob Bill. <laughs> beefcake Bill, do you have, what category would you dream of? It can be an existing one, but... Special effects. Special effects? Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's, give, let's give him his due. All right. All right. Could you, could you fantasize about giving an, uh, an acceptance speech for a special effects award? Against such illustrious nominees as... As, well, let's go... So, uh, ladies and gentlemen... Uh, here, ladies and gentlemen... Here to announce the award... She, she's been in all kinds of movies. He's... Uh, uh, I, I, I tried to turn uh, it into... He's a, only been in one. Please welcome... Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts and... Woody Harrelson. I've got a knee... Hello, Woody. <laughs> you know, Juilliard. It's amazing to be around all these people. Woody, I never realized how weird your accent was until I started watching the, 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 uh, the new season of uh, True Detective. Thank you. Whether it's a space ball, a laser beam, or a goosebine. <laughs> Death Star explosion. The wizards that bring us outer space galactic electronifies uh, have been working behind the scenes around. And the nominee is for best sound effects in a motion picture. Special are. effects, Julia. Special effects. <laughs> Winter time. There's a tiger. Look out. You shot the tiger. Good job. Super Argyle. Get these vampires out of my house. You let us in. Oh, your, your vampires uh, will come in through the door but turn it into mist. Oh, shit, Scottish vampires. <laughs> I thought you were Armenian vampires. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> what did you say before? <laughs> Nothing. Liar. <laughs> Blue jeans and sex. <laughs> A space story. <laughs> Star date 12. Still wanna fuck some bitches. Choo choo, choo choo, choo choo. Oh, I came. <laughs> and the Oscar goes to. <laughs> for blue jeans and sex. Beef Fungus Bill! I've got a Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I need to thank the people who helped me get to where I am right now. Alan McKay, who, who undoubtedly did all of the ashings in the vampire movie that was announced. And um, all the people who helped me explode every day. Uh, <laughs> we exploded every day on, when working in, uh, for Blue Jeans and Blue Jeans and Sex, and will continue to explode into the future. So, thank you so much. That's cool. That's cool. He really, he really, he really overcame his uh, whole sex scandal that was going on while he was. Yeah, yeah. He's, been, he's he's had a rough year. I have an idea. I want to do. I want to do one. Like somebody, 
I want somebody to. Uh, I wish there was a way to like randomly just select people. But well, you can just point a finger at somebody. Well, but yeah, but I don't want to make people. I don't want to abuse people by making them come up. But I, I want somebody to come up and do like their their version of the most controversial, <laughs> like the one that everyone will talk about the next day, like 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 like, like you know the egregious yeah, somebody, speech. You, you went too far. Yeah, I, it could be like uh, you love me, you really, or you like me, you really like me, or it could be like could be anything political. The, the, the plight of the Native American, a, like. Yeah. All right, let, let, why don't we just have Adam Goldberg do that one? Adam. <laughs> right. He'll be game, Adam, right? Adam, Adam Goldberg, Adam, are you willing to do this, Adam? Adam, assuming you're here. Adam, Adam, what, you what, what award category would you would you like to win for? Adapted screenplay. Adapted screenplay. Okay. Okay. Best, okay best. All right. <laughs> Please uh, presenting the award for adapted screenplay. Here's Bill Murray, Bill Murray and I see. Oh, I see. <laughs> That's a that's a nice a nice hat you got there. I. <laughs> the words we use are often less valuable than the ones we use from other people that have used them. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. You, you, you sure said it. <laughs> <laughs> the nominees for best adapted screenplay. <laughs> Uh, 40 times of a, 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 a fuck face adapted from the Judy Bloom novels of the same name by Spindilla Johnson, Gregory Methan, and Fomke Johnson. I don't know what's going on. I'm turning into a girl. Seasons Change, uh, uh, the, the adapted memoirs of Henry David Thoreau by <laughs> Shane Black. <laughs> get out of that log cabin! Fuck you! Come in and get me! Agnes Morstein and Fred Armisen for Gravity. <laughs> you, 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 you gotta give me your hand! I'm gonna go into space! But I... But I have a kid who died. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have been on a, a NASA mission in the first place. I'm an, I'm an emotional wreck. Also, Hubble is way farther outside of, of, of orbit than, than any other Russian satellite. This is this scientifically makes no sense. Right. Uh, <laughs> axe grinder, the Jeff Davis story. <laughs> Gravity's not enjoyable. It's, it's, uh, I, I demand that it. Uh, here to my understanding of aeronautics. Dan Harmon and Rob Schraub for Monster House 2. <laughs> Ad- adapted from the novelization of Monster House 1. <laughs> the house is a monster again. Well, let's hang out and talk about it again. <laughs> yeah, not my, not my idea. <laughs> And the winner. Video. And the winner. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Oh, sorry. <laughs> for Axe Grinder 3. <laughs> Pla- plaster, plaster Face. A okay. uh, 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 story from the spectrum. Uh, <laughs> ad- adapted from the novelization of his own work, Adam Goldberg. Uh, do you see me? Do you understand who I am? You haven't won yet, motherfucker. <laughs> What does he know that we I don't see, know? Uh, I see. Uh, 
Oh, shit. I, I, yeah, we, we have a guy who thinks he's already won. It's, uh, it's weird. Motherfucker's coming weird. up, storming the stage. What a weird thing to do, to get up and think you won the, the, already the award already. I've never, never wanted to control the contents yeah. of an I mean, envelope I, 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 more than my life. I kind of hope he doesn't win, because well, he's already come up and, you know... Uh, bad news, bad news. Uh-oh. You've already read the envelope? Yeah, it ain't, it ain't We personal. haven't even opened the envelope. You can see through the envelope uh, with your laser eyes. I know. I, I listen... <laughs> I hang with with Smith Wesson and Price Waterhouse, <laughs> the makers of guns and mayonnaise. And, and, and mayonnaise? I don't know. Oh, shit, man. Who are you again? I'm Bill Murray. Bill Murray. <laughs> and you're Vincent Price, right? <laughs> That's fucked up, man. All right. So all those people are incredibly important in the work they do. Oh, uh, they all adapted screenplays. Do you want to recap the names of the films? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seasons of Winter, Plaster Face, Space Dick. <laughs> Monster House 3, the adaptation of Monster House 4. Nugget Train. Oh. The, then the win- outstanding nominee winner goes to... <laughs> well, I heard about this motherfucker, but I've always wanted to work with him. Adam Goldberg! <laughs> I brought my own award. Um, I have to tell people of the Academy something, which is that heavily, heavily plagiarized was my story from Plasterface. I wasn't... I didn't see the king... I wasn't in The King and I. I'm not six foot three. Girlfriend isn't Scottish. And I'm a loser. Guess what, America? I'm a loser and I won an award and you didn't. You gotta work tomorrow. I don't. I have an e-business. You're all probably poor and I don't care what state you're in unless it's Massachusetts, Hawaii, and some parts of New York, but not New York City. Only Utica and Albany. Uh, that went well. Well, I, I, yeah, I fu- we, we fucked him over because we, we, our comedy went went over. We, his job was to do the most controversial uh, acceptance speech. Right. He got ba- you remember? <laughs> Spike, Spike Jones won best screenplay. We knew that. Matthew McConaughey won best actor. So. Best actor? Best actor. Best actor Oh, Gra- best director, Gravity. Okay, wow. uh, uh, Gravity, yeah. Well shot, well directed. Bad story. <laughs> Stupid and boring. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. Super dumber dumb. <laughs> All right. Stupid want- movie. Stupid movie. You don't send. You don't send a crazy lady up who just recently had, had a child die. Uh, you you don't put her in charge of the goddamn Hubble fucking space telescope. It's not. It's not. It's not. A, a- and George Clooney. He's fucking... He's, look, I love George Clinton. He's great. But so many accidents happen in that fucking movie. And then at the end, when his toe is hanging by a rope that accidentally tied around his foot, and he's there, and he's like, just let go. Let, let, just let me just do it on your own. It's like, it's like, at that point, there's so many fucking accidents that have happened. Why not just say, fuck it, stick with me. I, I'm accident lady. And everything's going to be fine. And then, she, and then she plummets to earth and she was not, she's not going to live and she lands 15 fucking feet from a fucking coastline. And, and, what, and, and where, where is she? Cancun? Uh, like, like, uh, it's not bad weather. It's gorgeous. 15 feet further inland, plunk into the sand, dead. 15 feet further out, uh, eaten by a shark because uh, the seaweed almost killed her. She almost dies by seaweed at the end. Stupid. And then my biggest beef with the whole fucking movie, forget all the bad science. 
She gets up, and there's a glamour shot from the toes up, and she's standing there, perfectly shaved legs. She's been in space, as far as we're told, for weeks. And she, like, just, just, she just came back from fucking the waxing. That's, that's Jeff's Dumb. biggest beef. Like, oh, no, I've got bigger beefs. Scientifically, her hair does not move in outer space. Everything else moves. Everything else moves. Her hair doesn't move. Why? Hard to do. Also, apparently hard to do, write some fucking dialogue. They're fucking dumb. And, oh, I had a dream that George Clooney... I'm, I am alive. I'm here again. I came back because uh, the story is only about a person that we don't care about that much. I'm about another person you ca- don't care about that much. I'm back. Oh, I woke up. Oh, he's not there anymore. Oh, my baby died. And she fucking, boo. Fuck that movie. <laughs> Fuck it. Stupid movie. Also, um... If a thing blows up in orbit, <laughs> it's going to move in a bunch of different directions. The debris field does not move counter to the, to the fake orbit of Hubble, which is so far out in space that it's, that it's the farthest a fucking uh, space shuttle mission has ever gone. The, the Russian satellite's not going to come at it. It's so dumb. And also when the Russian guy, the, the, the Russian fucking counterpart gets a bullet to the fucking helmet, and it's just his head. No, he would fucking disintegrate and evaporate into fucking space. He's just a Russian guy with a bullet in his head. Stupid. Fuck it. Dumb. Make, make a movie about two people. Make a movie about two people who go to fix the Hubble Space Telescope. And make it, call it Lost in Fucking Space. And then make a movie about two people who have to actually go through what it's like to be lost in space. Don't bore the fuck out of me with, oh, God, fuck it, everybody. Oh, my baby died! Really, I'm surprised, I'm surprised a, a mission specialist was allowed out of the fucking vehicle with that much emotional trauma. Fucking dumb. Right, all right. Himself his own music yet. Okay. And the winner for most self-righteous. Tyler, uh, why don't you let, let's let Tyler do the honors? Come on up. Picture goes to twelve years of slave. No. All right, Dan, want to weigh in on that one? Well, you guess booing? I, I, that's okay. Wait, okay no, well, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to shame you for booing. I mean, at least I, I, I did not see uh, what, what was it called? American Hustle. Didn't see it. American Hustle can go fuck itself. Yeah. Gravity, as I said, can go fuck everything American, and then have gra- it, Gravity else fuck it. should not have beaten 12 Years uh, a Slave. Gravity can go figure out what angular momentum is and have angular momentum fuck it <laughs> up the fake space hole. Well, what should have... Let's go, Does anyone have a list of the nominees? Can we go down and get the consensus of the crowd? What should have won? Her was nominated, right? Yeah. Uh, let's let Tyler pull it up. He'll be our Oscar uh, curator. Get him a uh, mic. If it's if it's, it's very, 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 very interesting, though. I, t- I mean, I. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go, could you want to come up and grab a mic so that we can? I don't have to. Yeah, so I don't have to move. Tyler, everybody. Hi. All right. The, li- the list of movies for were nominated for Best Picture were American Hustle. Okay. Uh, Captain Phillips. All right. Yeah. Dallas Buyers Club, uh-huh. Gravity, <laughs> Her, good movie, uh, Nebraska. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. She was nominated actress in that. The eighty-four-year-old lady. She's awesome. Uh, Philomena, didn't see it. Uh, Twelve Years a Slave, and The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh. 
Yeah, I didn't see Nebraska or the other one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I like. I I saw uh, Twelve Years a Slave. I, I didn't. I didn't see most of them. I, I thought it was good, but not great. I thought. I thought it was a good film, but not like not a spectacular film. You but know? how good does it need to be? Why is Brad Pitt all of a sudden in the movie at the end? <laughs> that was very silly and egregious. But because he was a producer on it, and that helps get a movie made in this day and age. It was. It was the, the the fucked up thing about that. Well, well I, I'm curious to. I want to read that guy's actual memoirs because is there a is there an angelic, like handsome, uh, like a guy from Thelma guy Louise that's just like all of a sudden after all of this betrayal? And you knew when the guy from Deadwood is like in the barracks, I'm like, oh, he's from Deadwood. Don't like, like he, he played two different guys in Deadwood and they're all bad guys. Like, like don't trust him. He's white. He's white. Don't get out of there. Uh, it's such a heartbreaker. Like it's so funny watching that movie in bed when you're eating fucking hot wings and thing, like just the thing, like Aaron, Aaron Aaron's comments included. Uh, this guy can't get a break. <laughs> uh, and, and my twelve years no break. And my personal favorite, which I'd actually like to talk about, uh, which is like after watching a little bit of Fassbender in his ways. This guy loves having slaves, like, like, which is which is actually important to talk about because that was a, a, I think that's why that movie was very interesting. Uh, I don't know if it's because of how it was written or directed or or acted. Certainly, the actors were doing a fantastic job. Another question we both had while watching it is, what is it? What is that set like when they call cut? What the fuck happens when you call cut on a set like that? What, I, 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 unlike any other set, like what the fuck do you do? I mean, it, it's probably not a spoiler. I, maybe everybody's seen it, but the uh, well, slavery the... is abolished. <laughs> Eventually, it, it was slavery yeah. loses. But the, uh, the the lashing scene when he when, oh when, my when, when God. she gets when she gets lashed and the, like the, the most most movies in my experience like like Denzel and uh, Glory when he's getting like lashed, it's usually the camera's facing the person getting like getting whipped. Yeah, and and there's a lot of like horrible. Like, I think it for no other reason. But when they, so, when they when they when they turn the camera around and and the the, uh, the effects that the they most do. brutal Ugh. the most brutal visuals weren't the CG flesh openings on the ends of the whip, but actually right before that the aerosol mist yeah. of blood yeah. coming off of backs. Uh, the 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 thing that was most striking to me about that movie which has nothing to do with how it was written, directed, acted, whatever, but the important thing that sunk into my 41-year-old brain about American slavery, which was fucking a minute ago, uh, was it was commercial. And uh, on top of it, it was, like, untenable. That, like, it, was, it was so psychotic, the whole thing. Like, every character in that movie is protesting too much and like I always my my image as a child of the 70s is always a guy on a horse with a whip having the time of his life while a bunch of people ruthlessly like you know just do things that machines will one day be able to do uh, and and it's horrible, and they flip. But the 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 psychology of all of it, it was like I kept I kept thinking throughout the entire movie like. Uh, Jesus Christ, who the fuck thought this was a good idea? Like, everybody that's doing it, the people that are profiting the most are all tangled up in it. Like, they, they really need to say things to themselves and to each other over and over and over again to make this all right. And more importantly, like, the, the emphasis on commerce, the idea of debt, the idea that this person, it wasn't just a choice between, is this right or is this wrong? Because we as, uh, 25 year old hipsters, uh, we all go, well, pff, 
the fuck's fun about having a slave? That's not cool. That's I, not cool. I didn't see any of the nominated films, but uh, as far as that's concerned, was there a dissenting voice at all among in the movie at all among the people who were like, just keep your head down, don't do this? Was there any sort of? Well, it was everybody? What do you mean? Like, like, like um, amongst amongst the the titular slaves in the film, were there any? Were there oh, any yeah, of them? everybody. There's people saying like like. Keep your head down. Like it's 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 easier. If well, you, they if tell you, the guy you can't, for, he, for, forget you know how to read or write. So. Yeah, he can't even. You don't tell anybody that you're literate because you'll actually end up getting killed, which is a terrifying belly of the whale realization that he actually the the key to his freedom that he thought was actually in his hand that that he thought couldn't be taken away from him that doesn't mean anything compared to the color of his skin or the circumstances under which he was born. So so in fact, the fact that he's literate actually puts him in great peril. Uh, and, and he walks this weird tightrope between it. The, the, but the amazing, like, 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 I, I just, I was just blown away by like, oh shit, this was commerce. This was buying a Snickers bar. This was, this was, the people kept saying, I owe the, the Shawshank farm. I owe them 50. Redemptions. Redemptions. <laughs> I have to, I, my crops aren't just, it's like the emphasis on capitalism because that's what it fucking is. And that's the thing. Like we, we pat ourselves on the back so much for like outgrowing this concept but it's not it's just it's just barbarism combined with rampant capitalism if you if you if you're allowed to you will abuse people there were there i i i i, I this movie this has nothing to do with the movie but i i experienced that epiphany while watching the movie even though i i thought i understood that we had slavery and what that meant and why i should feel bad about it and i but i i kind of didn't and, and, that, and that movie made me kind of think about it on a different level. Yeah, I, I sort of get where you're coming from in, in that, I mean, the, the stakes are different, but sort of the, the, the capitalism involved in the machine is no different than what it is now. Except, I, do you think that people, at some point in time, went through the numbers and went, if we, you know, actually pay these people and give them wages, they'll last longer. They, I'm sure that at some point in time there was a cost analysis done went, wait, we can make more money and these are, you know, our slaves or our, our people working for us will last longer if we help them kind of along with, a, you know, we don't have to keep the bottom line, it doesn't go up that much. More importantly, if you were allowed to, if the law said that you were allowed to, as as the as the superhuman Amish Brad Pitt who comes in at the end of the <laughs> at the end of the story comes in with this message and says to this character if if tomorrow the law said that I was allowed to treat you this way would that make it right and and he can't he can't wrap his brain around it because it's so it's so based on uh, hatred I I I, I it's just like the <laughs> I was stricken by the amount of work. I don't know how much of it is based on reality, but the amount of work that went into, for instance, uh, taking a lantern and going out to your slave hut and having all of your slaves come into your house and do a dance for you, I, that seems so much harder than just having slaves. Like, so, so, so much work. I would, like, like, it was insane how, how fucking, like, what, there was, there wasn't about well, saving work. He had a lot of free time. So, come in, come in, come in the house. Everybody dance. Come dance. They're, then they're doing a dance. The dance has to be taught to them. You have to have a choreographer. You have to, like, like, teach everybody. And then there's, there's all this anger. You're fucking that slave. Oh, I'm not fucking that slave. I'm going to throw a vase at her. It's like, like, Jesus Christ, they put a lot of work into having slaves, these people. All right. Anyways, uh, it was. A, I thought it was a good movie. I, 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 I think it's really interesting. Like, my, my, first, my first thought, as everyone's is, is, Oh, well, if you make a movie set in this world, you're not allowed to not be nominated for an Oscar. 
much less win one, perhaps. If gravity is nominated. But I think it's interesting. Yes, of course. (laughs) But I think it's very interesting at what you do with that thought. Do you then, like, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes and you look at the scores and you sort them by lowest to highest, like, the people that... I, 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 out of morbid curiosity, I went and looked at the reviews of that movie. Like, what are, what are the big detractors of this movie's, uh, prestige saying? And, uh, it, it's, it, it's, 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 it's very strange. I, I, I saw, I saw a guy with a one star review of the movie saying, this is, this is pornography for racists and soft hearted lemmings. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know if that's the most profound thing in the world you could ever say or the most idiotic. I, I don't know what that is. I think that person is generally saying, oh, this is, this is race bait. I don't know. I, I guess if, if, you were trying to, if you were to endow that person with an IQ, yeah. that's what they would be I saying. Have, I'd have to watch it again. I, I, so, it, well, it's, it, just a, it's just a clinically it, shot it, fucking it, exploration. Yeah. It's an adaptation of the memoir. It, it doesn't, the, the camera doesn't push down a bar while the Rolling Stones play. Is anybody, it's not, any, anybody here, first of all, black or feel strongly about that film, like for, for better or for worse? Anybody here? We don't have, there's no black people that come to this podcast. <laughs> Where's NT when we need him? Oh, he's, he's having an Oscar party. Are you kidding me? Tonight's yeah. his night, man. He's, uh, the, I, 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 yeah, I, I just think, I just think it's weird. Like, like, like the conversation that you have between somebody that would bother to insist that that movie not be regarded well. Like, what, at least, what, at least a film that, that, that deals with important stuff and like an actual like heavy matter like uh, wins and not some of the piffle that was nominated like, like yeah I'd rather so, so it's the only movie that's about class systems it's it's the only movie why aren't the other movies why aren't the other movies dealing with the fact that there are poor people being told what to do by isn't, rich people isn't that sort of the point of the Oscar bait movie though is to sort of specifically go for the things that are the hot button issues not to say that they did it just for the purpose of the Oscar bait, but that's sort of what that's that's film's wheelhouse is. You want to kind of tackle big issues and bring to light it, you know, things what, like what that. What was the film? I, I'm really ignorant about it. The uh, the documentary about Egypt and the uh, the, the, the uh, did that did that win? No, no. The act of killing. What what? Oh, the act of killing didn't win. Twenty feet. 20, 20 feet from oh, stardom. 20 from stardom one. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of, lot of great documentaries. Yeah, 20 all, feet from stardom is a good uh, the, like 20 feet from stardom is great, but I'm sorry. I, I, the, the act of killing is... I, 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 I threw a shoe at the TV. I, 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 how... Give, give, give 20 feet from stardom. Remake it next year. It's two hours of people saying over and over again that it's hard to be a backup singer. I'm sorry. It, it's, the act of killing is a fucking exploration of... Of, of the definition of good and evil and the human condition and our capacity to lie to ourselves and each other. Yeah, but 20 feet, it, 20 feet from stardom is fun. You know, like, uh, yeah. During the acceptance speech for 20 feet of stardom, they brought one of the backup singer speech and the last half of the acceptance speech was her singing about how happy she was. Yeah, she kept singing. One. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to take anything away from... No, I from, mean, it, it was a good documentary. Yeah, it was, it was fine. All of those documentaries were great. I think I saw most of them, but uh, boy, God, the act of killing, I felt like I wanted to run out into the street and say, this is the most important film I've ever seen in my life because it, it, it's it's beyond Indonesia. It's beyond it's beyond killing. It's it's It goes into like... What the fuck? What, who are we? We are insane. We are insane. We are a species of, of fucking liars, and 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 uh, just like we it, we swallow it down, and it comes up through vomit. Well, uh, I don't know. It, 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 it comes to the the point of the 
you know, strong issues documentary versus the interesting thing documentary. It's like, is, I don't think that necessarily one is patently better than the other. Did you, you saw both of them. Did you think that the, 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 uh, the, the square was patently a better? I didn't see the square. One? I didn't see the you square. You didn't see it? Okay. Uh, someone's raising their hand. Yeah. Uh, that's always uh, good. What's your name? Sam. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not black. <laughs> Strike one. <laughs> he said, "I'm not black." Um, um, but isn't Twelve Years a Slave pornographic? Like, wouldn't you agree with that? Because that's all that. Gra- grab a mic and come on stage. Wait, 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 Sam, or if you want to, if you want yeah. to, get over, Sam. Then we can hear you. If we have to proceed, then we can we can hear you for the podcast. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Take, taking the very difficult position of, yeah, it would be easy to say, okay, 12 Years a Slave is a great movie, but you're saying, like, intellectually. I mean, yeah, it, it's just, I mean, slavery is pretty bad, but. <laughs> that's, that's a bold But showing how bad it is. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, that was the, for me, was the most, like, that, the, the, the bad stuff, the pornographic stuff, was the stuff that was like, oh shit, this is really good. But, <laughs> but I mean, did, other than that, that's it. That's like, it's, I mean, that's like in Korea, like you, you put a film about the Korean War and like North Korea and the shit that North Korea is doing, that's going to win the equivalent of the Korean Oscars. Which is what, by the way? I want to know. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's called the squeegee. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that? Uh, doesn't that? Play, it, are, wait, are, are you Korean? Wait, I'm sorry. Was it racist for me to assume you knew? <laughs> I'm ashamed. I don't know. Sam, are you Korean? I am Korean. Yeah. Um, I, it was a bad movie. But did you? How old are you? Can I ask? You seem young enough. I can ask how old you are. That's racist. I'm 30. <laughs> All right. Yes. No, because congratulations. American, thank you. Um, American Hustle. Talked wow. about class in a way. I mean, it wasn't the highlight. <laughs> somebody, uh, I so, speaking of class, somebody in the crowd went. <laughs> <laughs> but did, did they you... talked about black people better than I think Twelve Years a Slave because it, I feel like it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I think I understand the point he's trying to make in that the, in that a lot of these films that are these sort of Oscar, the the ones that are going after the heavy issues choose to depict these scenes that are very real, that were actual parts of, of, you know, violent parts of our history, you know, dark parts of our history, just to sort of, to get the reaction of people, to, to get them to think, this is something we need to consider, this is something we need to think about. And that I, I would say I would say that that's sort of the point of those films, isn't it? I sort of, I think of a lot of the films in the past, like, they show those scenes that are uncomfortable for the purpose of, like, getting the viewer to sort of think about it and go, look. But Django did a better job of that. <laughs> but, 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 but Django, obviously, is... like cartoony. Yeah, it takes place in a mythical universe. That's yeah. the danger. I think that, I mean, you're 30, I'm 41. I think that when I think about the concept of slavery in America and the fact that the country's built on it and all this stuff, it's like, this is, this is right back around the corner, but... The fact that I'm able to actually, like, in a post-roots, post-fucking-everything world, like, I was raised in the 70s on, a, on awareness of, of this shit, and yet... I, when I watch that movie, I'm still, I, there is something about the aerosol mist of blood coming off of someone's back that I didn't receive through the movie Glory with, with Matthew Broderick. I, I didn't, I, di- I, I, I needed to, 
I needed to be brutalized. I needed to watch more pornography about slavery. I did. I, I don't know if that makes it a good movie or not, but I don't. I don't know. That doesn't make a best picture though. I. I but compared to these it's other ones, I'm not scene. sure. I didn't see two of them, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I thought. I, I mean, it, the, the guy's putting the camera in the right places, as far as I'm concerned. He didn't do anything like you know. Yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like holy shit. What a what a rock star. Isn't the point? <laughs> isn't the point of some of these films then? Like I was saying, to use that depiction uh like to to sort of jog the oh wait this is something i need to pay attention to so to, so they can get their message across that sort of seems to be a common theme but with that hot button going around you if you show up to that set and you put your styrofoam cup of coffee down and you're ready to do the scene with fastbender and these other actors uh pick up the whip okay all right this scene you're going to do this and that isn't that a good director isn't that a good movie if 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 those people are but Django should have won but Django, Django's no, Jan, just, Jan, it's Jan, a comic book. I mean, Django's, Django's just silly and gross. Like, like yeah, that 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 comic book idea of the of the big. The, well, I think this comes down, but this comes into a very interesting concept because it it, it 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 creates a dichotomy between good movie versus these things that often the Oscars are celebrating, which is good for me, conscientious. For, for, for me, if you're going to be conscientious and make important films, uh, like not documentaries, but like but but fictional or, or in this case you know an annotation of a real memoir like, like like really like serious heavy stuff like for me and I'd have to watch it again to talk intelligently about it I just feel like it missed for me in some ways and I don't know what it was what Django or no no fuck Django uh, the uh, <laughs> 12 Years a Slave and and, and and like lots of films like they, they, they you, you can deal with uh, heavy stuff but I, I don't think it elevates itself to the, to the level of like, like artistic like, like achievement in film like uh, uh, even if even if Twelve Years a Slave is a really good adaptation of that of that memoir, which I've not read, which I'm, I'm, I'm hoping and assuming is, is you know riveting and better, um, I think it misses on certain levels of like in, in terms of making a great film. Um, but then, what are we replacing it with? Frozen, like, you know, like, like exactly, like, yeah. What's what, what is a good movie? Forrest Gump. What the fuck? Yeah. What are we talking about? I, I don't know. I mean, like, like, like these movies that win every year, uh, and the notable exception is the category of best screenplay, which I truly. But, feel... But now the question is, like, 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 what, what, you know, her. I thought was it was it was it was a, was a pretty moving, important movie. I don't I don't know that that's best picture material either. But like, would a would, would a film. That one best picture, like some of the great ones of all time, like would an All About Eve or would a Casablanca be recognized as, as even a movie anymore? Like, would people see it? Would people recognize it? Would the Academy look at it? Um, like, yeah, I, I don't know what their job is anymore. I mean, it's an institution. It's this idea of this like prestigious thing. They did this thing tonight where they paraded out these this Benetton kids, where they were like, they called them Team Oscar or something. Did you see what I'm talking about? They 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 had like a decidedly multicultural, multi ethnic like group of 25 year old kids, 20 year old kids that they. They taught, I didn't even understand what it was. There was like during a Dove soap commercial, they started teeing it up. And then, and then during this Oscars, they brought them out. There was like seven kids. They were like helping with the production or something. I was, I was at the, the drawing And they kind of gestured to them. It was just such, such, such protestation. It was just like, we're not, we're not an oligarchy. Look, look at this, look at this band of, of proletariats. And I don't, I don't, I don't, what no, it, it was weird. On. It was like, it was like two, during the pre-show, it was like these two, the two old white producers who throw the Oscars being like, Talking to all these people over webcam, like we're gonna have you and pick you and pick you, and you're working on the Oscars. Yeah, and they showed the they showed them like crying. Like, cr yeah, like oh my god, I'm on Skype and the Oscars want me to 
Well, when you can be relevant by being on broadcast television, which gets less viewers feel, than the, the YouTube is, guy who does the history of dance. I feel like the I mean, also, also <laughs> that this podcast will air after everybody's seen the Oscars and heard about the results, and people here either, clearly don't give a fuck because they're here instead of being up watching the Oscars. <laughs> uh, so, hooray for us, first off. Uh, for not giving a shit about uh, fake pageantry or, or just or pageantry, which is fake. Uh, but uh, uh, sorry, I just really uncomfortable speech about how Palestine shouldn't be a state. <laughs> I know that look. I don't know. I, I just like. I, I think the bummer is that like none of us clearly here have a real horse in the race and we don't feel like no, nobody feels you're right like, I went down like, a wrong path a, 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 great, a great movie went or a great <laughs> movie lost I, I just I feel like it's just a case of a bunch of movies that nobody gives much of a shit about we're all in the running for a prize that means nothing when the, the victor doesn't like who gives a fuck you're right you like, fucked up I, like, shouldn't, I shouldn't have mentioned him shouldn't have mentioned the goddamn Oscars I don't know I mean, I, I mean I, we, we, Harold Ramis is dead like, if, god if, damn it if, 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 if Caddyshack were up against these movies fucking Caddyshack, man, that's a nah, great movie. Uh, that movie stinks. No, it's, no, it doesn't. Uh, Caddyshack, Caddyshack sucks. Caddyshack fucking rules. God, bl- God bless you, Harold Ramis. No, no, you know Caddyshack no, sucks. No, that's not true. There's a scene. The scene that's with, a shitty movie. A scene with a, a scene and, and, and every, everybody out. who has a line from that movie memorized is a fratty fucking no. fuckface. Caddyshack is dead funny, man. It's dead no. fucking funny. Nope. Yes. Nope. No, that's just Caddyshack is like a weird fucking b- like Bible for fratty fuckfaces. No, it's, that, no. it's garbage. So, so what? So let's get laid. <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield is wearing plaid pants. Sounds great. It's so Sounds like a great movie. movie. <laughs> it's 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 a string of fucking like couplets. Uh, just, just, do you just, like meatballs? Uh, I do love meatballs. <laughs> Caddyshack is but, better than but, meatballs. But, 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 but I have the courage to acknowledge that meatballs is not a good movie. <laughs> Caddyshack anyway, so, is well, What was your funny. name again, sir? Sorry, it was Scott. Was it? Sam. Sam. Uh, let's, let's let Sam accept an award before he sits down. Let's give Sam an All award. Right. Sam, do you want to you. You pick a category or do you want us to foist one upon you? Foist one, please. All right. Dan, you want to foist categories? Uh, uh, yeah, most racist. Most racist. Uh, most racist. <laughs> Uh, let me let me do the yeah here presenting the award for most racist uh, writing acting or directing of a feature film variety or a comedy are uh, Toby Maguire and Ben Kingsley. When I'm not slinging webs, I'm I'm slinging truth about race and ethnicity. Very well said, Ben. <laughs> the nominees for most racist <laughs> film? Yeah. Uh, are. Uh, <laughs> N-word to the friend word. By Lucretia Johnson. You don't know me. I want to get to know you. Sisters of the River by uh, Johnny 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 Racist. This river goes down where you can't imagine. I know that shit. Asian ice cream. Asian ice cream by Yoshiro Yashimoto. I said I want pistachio. You get out of my store. 
Mexican Cream by Robert Rodriguez. Oh, so sleepy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a front runner. You groan at it. <laughs> Do not break the fourth wall. <laughs> you Ukrainian uh, shithead. <laughs> oh, I'm Ukrainian. I'm a shithead. It's like a, that's like a dark horse candidate. And Korean Swahili. <laughs> Uh, by uh, Sam... What was your last name? Chang. Sam Chang. Pretty racist. <laughs> I don't want you to, to, to get me a glass of water. I want you to want to get me a glass of water. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. And the winner is... <laughs> Sam Chang first. Uh, Korean Swahili. Um, thank you. Hello. Did I pronounce that right? Hello. Um, uh, people always say that the Chinese are the same as Koreans, uh, and we are. So, um, we, we come from we come from the same place, and um, I like to thank my mom and my girlfriend, Gia. <laughs> thank you. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Sam. Alright. Uh, Tyler, any uh, commentary? No. I don't know. I just after that, no. Nothing. What 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 award have you always wanted to win? Uh, best costume design. Alright. Presenting the award for best costume design, here are Goldie Hahn and um, solo. Solo. <laughs> Goldie, there are three kinds of. What was the category? Costume design? Costumes. I don't. The only kind of costume I need is one that has a blaster on my side. <laughs> The nominees for best costume design are <laughs> so, b- b- Victorian Sunsets by Leo Vimario and San Vijay Pute. I noticed tonight that your ball is very exquisite. Oh, but it needs more fabric. News, boys. Would you like a paper, sir? I couldn't possibly think of it. My double-vested jacket's too vested. Sonia Fuckface and Tony Who Gives a Shit for Gravity. <laughs> I can't move in the suit. Oh, hold on to my leg. We're, we, we, the stakes have never been higher. Jeff Davis is watching. <laughs> He's... <laughs> He's got a notepad and a fucking, like, trapper keeper with a rocket ship on it out. <laughs> Jesus Christ, who would have ever it's, thought? It's, it's a bad movie! <laughs> <laughs> Canal du Plus. 
by Tyler. What's your last name? Tyler Giffen? Really? Racist. <laughs> True. Hey, Tyler Giffen. Get this canal moving. I'm British. I've got a pith helmet on, and I've got to make it to the dance. I'm a masquerade person. There's a lot of costumes in it. Just imagine a lot of costumes. And the, and the winner in the Oscar goes to <laughs> Tyler Gibbon. Oh, thank you very much. Um, wow, you know when I came when I came in, uh, the first thing uh, I wanted to to, to say, um, wow, I'm whew, I'm all over the place. Thank you guys. Uh, it's, it's really great to be here. It's my first time being here. There's a lot of people here. That's a little uncomfortable. Um, I just wanted to say that when we were in England, we noticed that a lot of people were wearing clothes, lots of clothes. So we thought if we could put as many clothes as possible on these people, that I think that would, would well represent the era. So we just kept putting clothes on people until we couldn't actually see the actors anymore. And it worked. Thank you. Thank you very much. Music is an important part of the uh, cinema landscape. Every, every movie has a song, and every movie with a song has a song in it. Here, presenting all of the songs from this year's nominations for best song in a movie are, is, is uh, uh, Jeff Davis uh, in a beautiful homage to all of the songs. Twelve years of slave Gravity American Hustle What else? <laughs> What wolf of Wall Street? The guy is a street with a wolf and he's looking for love and the 12 years of slave and gravity. Here, here presenting the best critique of that presentation is Kumail Nanjiani. Hello, hello. Jeez, did you get here by bus? Huh? Jesus Christ, where were you? Dying up here. Oh, was it? No, I was. Uh, uh, I was just complimenting you and saying we missed you. Oh no, I ran as soon as the Oscars were over. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to say. <laughs> well, some of us came before they were over. Yeah, I'm here to tell you, you can have your cake and eat it too. You could do both. You don't have to choose. You could do both. Here's a, well, yeah, you can record it. Here's a highlight from the Oscars that Aaron notified me of. Matthew McConaughey, while accepting his award, said his yeah said his hero was him him ten years older. Yeah. I, 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 no, I didn't no, get that, that right. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> like, who's He's, your hero? Me. <laughs> Have you seen First me? First of all, why did why did he think that then was a time to answer that question? Yeah. This is a, you're Wait, accepting that, an award. You're not being and interviewed. He, he liked that uh, philosophy so much that he was like tearing up talking about how he's his own hero. That was his acceptance speech? Yeah, he won Best Actor. Good heavens, where have we fucking gone as a people? <laughs> well, McConaughey's fucking rocking it, man. He's on fire. If you, if you say McConaughey's, I'm going to fucking stab everybody. It's, it, <laughs> we, <laughs> you know what? You just, what would you, you just call gave it? me that. We're in the middle of a McConaughey's. Oh, speaking of McConaughey's, Camille, I watched two and a half episodes of fucking True Detective because of you. Am I, you don't am, like it? 
Two and a half episodes in, I don't know yet. I, I don't know that I would continue watching if everyone... Keep watching. I'd, keep watching? It gets good? Yeah. It's the best show yeah. on TV. Okay. You know uh, why? Because we're in the middle of a fucking reconnaissance right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a reconnaissance. It's a reconnaissance. Matthew, it's not, oh, it's, a it's not Matthew reconnaissance. <laughs> That's Matthew reconnaissance. His name's thing. Matthew... <laughs> Matthew Reconaughey. No, Matthew, Matthew Reconaughey is quite good in that show. Woody Harrelson can go fuck himself with that dumb accent. Well, uh, my, my girlfriend and I were watching it, and we actually were Googling Matt, uh, Woody Harrelson jaw, in, jaw injury? <laughs> Woody Harrelson car accident? Like, why is he going... I, I was making fun of your... Uh, can I ask you a question? <laughs> That's pretty good. What gives you the word right uh, make insinuations about the way I speak? Okay, can, can, can I be can I be McConaughey or, or McConaughey? As you I don't know. Him? Can you? Yes. I, I, let's let's do a scene. I've only seen two and a half episodes of uh, of True Detective. Let's do a scene. Where we're in a we're driving in a car. Oh, and, that is how they drive. Yeah, like they drive like, like children. <laughs> All right. For the podcast listeners, I was driving like a normal person. <laughs> left, right, left, right, left, right. That's the street okay, you're so, on. So, so, oh, wavy road. <laughs> So I'm assuming we're, we're, we just were at the scene of a murder. So if, if, you, if you like. And, and now I, we're I, going to another murder. Okay, so I'm going to do my best Matthew McConaughey, and you do your, uh, Woody Harrelson. So and it's, you're going from a murder to another murder. Right. You're uh, between murders. Camille, you, you, you love the show. Direct us and give us a scene. Like, 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 like tell us what's going on in the scene, and we'll, we'll, we'll portray that scene. Okay, you have just seen some horrific shit, and right. you're, 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 you're McConaughey? Okay, so you're a little shaken by it, and he's like, this is what it's about. This is how, this, like, this is how life is, you know? Yeah. I'm driving, right? I'm driving. Yeah, you're driving. <laughs> he does have permanent duck face. What kind of sick son of a bitch does something like that? You saw two and a half episodes? Speak up, motherfucker! There's mumble town, mumble towns. All right, wait, Mumbling. no, mumbles, that's not, mumble, mumble, That's not fair. You be Woody Harrelson and Kumail be no, 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 McConaughey. No. You guys, you guys like the show more. I want, I want Kumail to be McConaughey. No, I can't do it. Uh, I can't do uh, an accent. All right, I'll do it. But you, I can't you, do a. I, I, I all you do is an accent. <laughs> this is the one I can do. <laughs> I can't do his. Really I'm locked into this one, man. <laughs> you think I got a choice about this shit? If I could talk like McConaughey, wouldn't I talk like McConaughey all the time? All right, I can't do an accent. <laughs> Be. Be Matthew Pakistanahe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so you want to be McConaughey or, or, or Woody Harrelson? Well, you're Woody Harrelson's unimpeachable. <laughs> I don't know. I, well, the, the, I guess their silence uh, was deference. Yeah. I don't know. Silence is consent. So. Okay. So. <laughs> you were the silent ones. <laughs> You, you, you consented to what's about to happen, is all I'm saying. I think they heard the word consent and assumed that that meant that yeah, dead people want to be raped. Or, yeah, I don't know what the, that, That's on you. Si that's silence on your own silence is consent is a phrase. Yeah. It's, a, it it's nothing to do with you, your own weird fetishes <laughs> and perversions. 
All right. Uh, Woody, uh, I'll be Woody Harrelson. Okay. You're going to be McConaughey? Do you need time? Do you want to? No, I can okay. go. <laughs> but uh, you set the scene. Okay. Right. Uh, You've you, you just left uh, a, this, uh, a shack, and there's another little dreamcatcher, weird wicker statue thing. And, and <clears throat> the audience will probably wonder who gives a shit, but you guys are going to explain why we should give a shit about more dreamcatcher wicker statues. Okay. Also, um, you're in a car and you're driving like really hard, like steering wheel. Like okay, like, he's like, driving hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't drive. I look out. I look out. Yeah, you, you, you're gonna, Matthew. <laughs> yes. Look, look I, I want. And, and before, guys, before, can, can we hold the roll? Can we keep rolling? Keep rolling. I want just one word with the actors, uh, Matthew. I want you to look vacantly uh, into, into the middle distance. And uh, Woody, Woody, I want you to mumble and overact with your face and lips. <laughs> so do what you do. Yes, yes. Do your thing, Wood. <laughs> and action. <laughs> Sorry, that's my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> and cut. Okay, good. We're, we're, let's uh, moving on. We're moving on. Okay, let's, let's, just, let's just turn it around. Reverse angle. Same scene. Reverse angle. Okay. <laughs> just do the same thing. Yeah. Woody, I want you to mumble and overact. McConaughey, uh, uh, do your thing. You ain't got no notes. Pardon me, what? Notes. Sorry, I can't speak up. And action. Notes? Oh. Sorry, that's my bad. What kind of sick son of a bitch ticks a little girl, puts his dick in her butt? <laughs> And puts antlers on her head and leaves her in the middle of a swimming pool. You know, uh, we never looked at the girl's butt. <laughs> oh, excuse me, if you have some kind of assertion about the way I conduct my business, I consider you could keep it to your goddamn self. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Yeah. I would, what is it? I would like you to shut the fuck up. I, I really haven't spoken very much. <laughs> keep, keep, keep rolling, keep rolling. This is the, uh, if, if this is the monologue, this is the, this is the big Woody Harrelson monologue, but if you want to go off book, off script, just right. do your Woody thing and give me the full yeah. Woody Harrelson take on life. Yeah. Whatever your character... What's your character's name? Flash Gordon, Rusty, McTavish, <laughs> Scoopy, <laughs> McDoubles... It's Marty, right? Marty, all right. Marty? Um, yeah, yeah. I think it's Marty, right? Yeah. yeah, and I'm gonna just like sort of scoff at his uh, philosophy without really saying it. Okay, and that's good because your monologue is right after his. Okay. <laughs> Tell you, there's a big world full of pussy out there. Three different kinds. The kind that gives you a highway, the kind that gives you a byway. The third kind... What's the That's the kind guy? you want. It's the rest stop. That's where you get love.
<laughs> Love don't exist. It's a mistake, man made. Now hold on a second. You telling me love don't exist? You find it any science textbook you ever read? <laughs> I don't know if you've ever read a book, but if you had, you might find it's not on the periodic table of elements. <laughs> so to speak. Oh, I got a problem with the way you talk to me. You got a certain condescension about you. Certain airs you take with me that I won't abide. Well, Do I me will... a favor. Sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, uh, I want to respect you because clearly that's an issue here. Listen, the only issues I have are women, dick, pussy. <laughs> You could collapse two of those. They do the same. <laughs> I'm not condescending. Seems to me like... I was going like... to explain Sorry. why I'm condescending, okay. but I don't think you'd understand. <laughs> Seems to me like this killer is doing things because he's some kind of pervert. Oh, right. <laughs> He's not a pervert, Marty. If anything, he's a messiah. <laughs> at, least, at least that's how he sees himself. This wasn't about sex. <laughs> oh, excuse me for missing the part of the Bible where Jesus come down from the cross and diddle a little girl with a corn cob. I don't want to be weird, but right now it looks like you're milking two cows. <laughs> Don't question my space work. <laughs> Graduated third level UCB. <laughs> I got a giant steering wheel in my hand. Later, you two in my office. Now, I want some movement on this case, so I'm going to get some professionals in here to solve these murders. How are these two murders even related? Why are we following you around one murder and then another murder, and you guys have, seem to have no leads at all? For two and a half episodes, no leads at all. <laughs> I'll tell you something. We're six episodes in now, and we still don't got no leads. <laughs> if I was, you put your spoilers and your badge and your gun on my desk right it's now. Literally the opposite of a spoiler. <laughs> so nothing happens in that show? Oh, stuff happens. <laughs> They're just terrible at, at policemen. <laughs> one guy's really good at being a policeman, but terrible at, like, not doing drugs. I've got one more question for both of you before I kick you out of my office. Oh, okay. And this time for good. Why is it in Texas, when we see all sorts of weird shit, and where every other cop in the bullpen and every other actor standing behind you and everybody, every extra in this seems to look more like a policeman than both of you two. <laughs> what makes you think you can well, be this good looking yeah. and mumble that much? I, I look like a policeman who had to lose a lot of weight for a role in Hollywood <laughs> yes. and has just gained a little bit of it back. What role was that? Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, I'm sorry. I love that movie. <laughs> You're back on the case. <laughs> Woody, I loved you on Cheers. 
Or Marty? <laughs> what is your name, officer? Chief. I've never hit a woman. Uh, well, I, that's that wasn't the question. Jesus Christ! Marty, you, are, are, are you the murderer? Are we going to find out in episode seven that you're the murderer? You did it, right? No, he didn't. He did it. No, he did, I'm the chief of police. He did it. I sent you two lunatics out there to solve a case that anybody can solve. He clearly killed the ladies. No, the night the murder happened, we were hanging out, and then he had to go. Do laundry, you said. <laughs> so he was doing laundry. What kind of alibi is this? Airtight. Some special. <laughs> God damn it, uh, P- Pakistan. Hey, if you weren't so good looking. <laughs> <laughs> Pakistan. Hey. <laughs> it's a Pakistan sense. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a good show. I'm looking forward is to it, every. I, I, I'm going to stick it. It's a golden age of television. The new thing about TV is it's not. It doesn't. It, it's 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 about. It's it's now. It's it's it. They're owning up to the fact that these are just mini series. Yeah. This thing's going to have an ending. Yeah, it's great. And if it's a bad ending, then he'll he'll All own right. up to it. I'm Twitter buddies with the creator. Uh, I don't want to suffocate him. We're friends. <laughs> He's a big fan of my work. I don't want to suffocate him. You're you're a fan of his show? No, I hate his show. What yeah. the fuck? No, what? I was, like, I, I was going to say uh, mumble brag. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Because they mumble a lot in that shit. I asked him, I asked. I, I said to him, because I noticed he was following me, so I started following him, and then I direct messaged him. Is this I, Nick Pizzolatto or yeah. whatever? And I said, uh, hey, do you, want, do you ever want to uh, hang out, have a drink, and or come on Harmontown and talk, <laughs> talk about that? And he said, and his response was, I'd love to have a drink sometime. Uh, so. <laughs> he won't be coming on the show. <laughs> so have you met him in person? No. Okay. No. Pretty but well. Best friends. It's a great show. It really is. I, I was hooked from the beginning. It didn't take me two and a half episodes. Okay. I was I was into it. I, w- I watched two and a half back to back. I would have made it to three, but I fell asleep because it was you know like three a.m. So I finally just like, like dozed off. Something strange about a man that refuses <laughs> to enjoy a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bad ones out there. A lot of good ones. <laughs> so what's the difference between one you choose to accept? Why is he talking like that? Is, he, is, is that him doing an accent like he's trying to be t- more Texan than Woody Harrelson? Or did he get in a horrible accident? Is it me or is his nose he's broken? Not it's like from, his nose is broken, too. Like He has like a weird scar across his nose and his nose is all He's smushed. making his bid for oh. iconography. I think he wants a, yeah, somebody that, to start exactly. doing impressions of him. He, he's, he's overacting. And, 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 and all, uh, the, all, all the... I really like him in all it. The, I fucking... I think you're a son of a bitch, Jeff. I, I, I you're a son him. of a bitch. <laughs> you've, you've, Woody Harrelson's You've become a curmudgeon. Show. He's the gravity of actors. You're a curmudgeon. <laughs> you don't like gravity. I fucking hate... Oh, you didn't like gravity. He went off on it for... Gravity a million minutes. Sucks. Gravity and it was, sucks. It was all from a, Watch from, it again. From, Make him, Dan. You're a writer. It's not. I'm a writer. Fucking, I'm not an aerospace engineer. No, I don't, it, it, the, 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 damn it, Jim. The, the, 
the science flaws in it are totally like who gives a fuck what's a lightsaber I don't give a fuck tell me the rules make them up yeah there's sound in space if you say so George Lucas like maybe tell a story there's no fucking movie in that movie it's just a bunch of stupid it could have been anywhere it could, it, yeah it could have been called it could have called, uh, been called uh, drive, Driveway but uh, they could have made a Driveway movie I don't understand why that makes they sense they could have made a Driveway movie it would have been just as good or bad no it wouldn't have been it would have been worse no, it's, it, <laughs> oh you're right. It would have been worse only because the only thing good about that movie is that it happens in space. But that's, that's a lot of great thing to happen in a movie. Certainly. Then give, give, give the cinematographer an award. They give, did. Give, good. <laughs> but don't give anybody else an award in that fucking movie because the movie fucking stinks. It stinks. Nothing happens. Make a movie about Lost in Space. It's exciting material. And it Aaron keeps pass. telling me I'm not a feminist just because I keep saying Sandra Bullock's ass looks great at 50. Listen, they knew that her ass looked great. That's why I they... computer-generated... Yeah, her ass was computer But not her whole ass. That's, 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 like, like I just, I just... No, movie. sure, no. The, they the, didn't computer-generate her ass. You could, at the end of the movie? You, you can airbrush, you can airbrush cellulite and stuff or whatever, but, but, but she, I, I'm saying, I don't know, I'm making a joke now, as because it, it irritates Aaron, because, because I keep saying, like, I'm a feminist, because I'm like, you go, girl. <laughs> it's funny to me. I don't know. I, I think the definition like of feminism has, be, has become very funny because it's about like, you consume media along with everyone else, and then based on whether you think the frozen lady should have like worn one outfit or another, you can call yourself a feminist. <laughs> I, I, people on Tumblr write 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 things, and they go like, "Oh, Britta's uh, the betrayal of." Uh, but I just think it's funny that we all consume media like a bunch of fucking disgusting. Uh, uh, larva, uh, like sucking on these tubes that come from the Ministry of Propaganda, and the the difference between a so and so and a such and such is people who go, "This tastes like vanilla." Oh, I got a shamrock one. I think it's silly. <laughs> I don't think it's revolutionary to uh, to post an an emoji of an eye roll after something that you didn't like on Deadwood. I don't think that that counts as uh, progress. Yeah, as contributing. Yeah, but. Gravity's not a good movie. Frozen, also. Uh, Did you float away in space? For uh, uh, would that I had, Kumail. Would that I had. I did like it. I, did, I had I th- a great I th- time I th- at I th- the I th- movies watching it. I thought it was gorgeously shot, and it was very sexy and good-looking and, and technically wonderful. I just think that they wasted an, an awesome opportunity to tell a story about what, what that might be like. Thank yeah, you. Beefsteak Bill's on my side. All right. The, the elephant in the room is Spencer, once again, taking the week off. He's, yeah, we, he's we got Kumail status now. He comes and goes as he pleases. We have a, we have a chair over there. like, like, the, like the, It the, seems the, like the, a, the there's a rule of packing Mel, tape on Mel it. Mel Blanc died, and there's that photo yeah. of the microphone with, with nobody there. I don't want to. I don't want to. I mean, should, should Ice T uh, take you guys through a little two-person adventure? Well, we oh. have. We, we, it's it's nine forty-nine right now. So. I can do it in nine minutes. All right, let's do a quick uh, side thing. Unless you have a better idea. No, no, I, I think we should. Let's do a little. Uh, anyone want some Ice T D and D real quick before we get out of here? I could do an Oscar rap. I could do. I could Oscar rap. Well, why not do both? Well, let's it's, see. Let's see if an both. Oscar rap goes anywhere. Okay. All right, do you, do you want to beat here? Shouldn't okay. you do that to close the show? Oscar. Well, let's, see, let's see if it closes the okay. show. All right. Go yeah, for it. Look, look. If, if, if we close the show here, then we all the, the, the sooner we get to go back and rent uh, Gravity on DVD or Blu-ray. <laughs> let's see if the Oscar rap can close the show. But if it doesn't, then we'll. Ice tea. Yeah. 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 Oscar rap. Yeah. 
Yo, Chattanooga Awards. Yo, yo, get those hands together, everybody. Yo, the yo, man who wrote yo, Hugh Jackman's Emmy Award-winning yo, uh, Oscar opening songs. Yeah, give you an Oscar rap. Set your phasers on fun. Send your bollocks, it's stranded in space. She doesn't know what to do. She's got a can of mace. She's got to spray her tubes all around. George Clooney got a fucking mama like my name was Mickey Rooney. Got a thing around my foot. Got the earth in the distance. I fucked your mama like my name was Hervey uh, Instance. All right, okay, all right. Wait. That's obviously you can you can see the writing on the wall there. So I'm, I'm gonna keep making up new last names <laughs> to rhyme yeah. to rhyme with what, like and the name you made up was Harvey Instance. Yeah. Neither of those is the name. The first one could easily have been a name. Yeah, Dan, what we work. haven't done is you accepting an award. Uh, what, what, what award would you accept? Uh, and, and, well, best b- person. Best person. <laughs> All right. Well. Best rap in a major motion picture. Best, best, best. Somebody in the audience yelled. Uh, best. Be, okay, best, best rap, and I'll do each rap for each of the nominees too. Yeah. All right. So, but you and Camille have to present right. them. But you, you, you pick okay. This is going to be the ultimate improv bet. Okay. <laughs> so okay. you and Camille are. Are the presenters? You pick for the best rap. Okay. And, you, and Dan, you announce us who you we are. throw it to each clip. Do you understand? Yes. 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 <laughs> All right. Dan, be the, be the so, announcer. Okay. And he's going to say who we are. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Presenting the award for best rap in a motion picture, here are Dr. Smith and Mr. Pickles. <laughs> I want to be the doctor. <laughs> you know, Mr. Pickles, when I was a boy, <laughs> rap was a thing that you put on food when you wanted to store it for another day. Uh, I uh, remember the first time I heard one of these talk songs I thought it was a bunch of bullshit but now there's a whole category so eh. and the nominees for best rap song in a major motion picture are Mr. Fistabut uh, in Gravity Yo, yo, can't fly. I'm gonna float through the outer space sky. I wanna, I can see Africa below me, but I, I can't puke and I can't even pee. I'm Sandra Bullock in the house and my name is Space Lost. I fucked your mama cause my name is Bob Hoss. I, I don't know if that one's gonna win. I don't know if that's gonna win. Uh. Next nominee is the Butt Candle Remix from Wolf of Wall Street. Yo, butt candle, uh, light in the handle. I got a wick inside my rectum. I, I fucked your mama so hard I start to rectum. It's, it seems like the same word, but I fucked your mama so hard my dick was a turd. I put it up. Very moving. Very moving. Brad Pitt and the Funky Bunch from 12 Years a Slave. Yo, yo, slavery's wrong. Yo, that's the name of this song. I'm Brad Pitt and I'm here to say I'd like to deliver your letter today. I, you can trust me, I'm a good white man. I, I'm gonna do right, man. Let's finish this gazebo, but... Chibo... Johnson is coming by later. <laughs> Our next nominee is uh, 
Maybe slavery wasn't so bad from 12 years a slave. Hey, whoa, hey, yo, hey, whoa, hey, it saved money. <laughs> and iced tea in snowman titties is mighty cold from Frozen. Oh, shit. These globes, push them together. Frontal lobes, gonna ice capade, gonna go to my dick. I wanna suck your titties till the saliva's slick, but then it freezes, my tongue's stuck on it. I fucked your mama so hard, my name is Henry Bonnet. Yo, yeah, gangster rapper. Put my tongue on your little nipple. I'm gonna put my hand and it starts to slipple down. I make up words. Yo, my dick is like a turd. Boy, that's a uh, well. That's, uh, I, I'm just in the audience. I'm just I'm on the edge of my seat. I don't know which. I don't know who's gonna win. All right. Uh, should we? And the uh, and the Oscar for best rap song in a major motion picture goes to Ice T for uh, 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 Snowman Titties is Mighty Cold from Frozen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right, sweet. Um, this is good to hold this award. Uh, it's made of gold, but not the kind that's important. In 1938, Amanda T. squirted a fetus out from her vagina into the world. And it, its hand immediately grabbed a microphone. What came next was Kismet. I recorded my first album in 1948. <laughs> and I've been kicking out the jams ever since. Charlton Heston tried to stop me and couldn't. I was in Trespass, New Jack City. I had a featuring appearance in Mr. T's comic book, which I didn't agree to initially, but signed off on later after I saw it. I pro I digress. You know what? AIDS is bad. Wait, hold it. Oh, shit. Yo, yo, AIDS is bad. Yo, the worst disease I've ever had. It attacks your stem cells and gets in your white Thank cells. Thank you for coming to Harmontown, everybody. I got your T cells in all your HIV. It's the worst way you can ever be. Sam needs to be health care. Adam Goldberg. Oh, yo, go up the golden stair to the heaven Tyler where there's too Giffen. many angels. Too many wings and too many spangles. This show is dedicated to my friend Kevin Rains, everybody. Everybody's going to be at the gate. Yo, AIDS. Yo, AIDS is bad. Best worst disease I ever had. Gets in your blood and makes more of itself. You're allowed to leave. I want to put HIV on the shelf. There's too, too many angels in heaven today. I want to fuck... I want to stick up for the gays. It's, it's in a fucking uh, bad disease. Yo, get it with ease. No, but you shouldn't. Don't get it. Wait, you're all allowed to stand up no. and walk out of Yo. the building. No. Can't leave. If you leave, you love AIDS. Yo, AIDS rap. That's not AIDS true. AIDS rap because I'm here. I say, no Ice T, and I'm going to rap all day. Going to rap till midnight for the next two hours. 
AIDS is my lyrical flower. It's going to grow up from the soil Please of my exit mind. Out the back of a, Dropping of science down. is what you will find. Uh, door is iced tea in a wrapper by AIDS. Going to put it in the garbage called rubber made. Going to lift the cover, put it inside. Fuck your mama, tell her butthole was wide. What's this bitch whispering to you? What's, what's she thinks she's going to do? Ain't nobody going to leave till I'm done. Town, the movie is coming out of South yeah. by Southwest this weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yo, AIDS is bad. Yo, worst disease that you ever had. Yo, 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 AIDS is bad. It's the worst disease that you ever had. Number one killer of the best people. Church, open the steeple. Gotta, let them let inside. Put your butthole open wide. You got AIDS. AIDS, AIDS is bad. You got worst disease that you ever had. Why is gotta, nobody leaving? Get a cure. Gotta make you got Ice tea is the number one. Sort of weird. Original gangster. Stop on syndrome is going on. AIDS gets a frown. Yo, it's Oscar night. He's gotta, doing it wrong. Red carpet for AIDS tonight. You gotta walk down and get an award. Fuck your mama, let your fingers a sword. Red carpet for AIDS. Red carpet for the AIDS tonight. You gotta. Oh. Show's fucking yeah. over. Come to Harmontown at South by Southwest. Tell all your friends. National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed.